Welcome to Keeping It Real Estate. This is your host, Laura Schwery. In this episode today, we discuss brokers real estate licensing, and we are joined by Ali Abdallah Al-Ali, the Senior Director of the Real Estate Licensing Department. Mr. Al-Ali speaks of all segments of licensing and the requirements for all licenses needed in the industry, for brokers and all related licensing associated activities, smart contracts for brokers, real estate permits, and the new Green List initiative. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Um, We are going to be covering today the brokers real estate licensing. Uh, in the under the licensing uh, category, we find that there are 21 different categories that people can inv- can obtain licenses from, and we're not we don't have time to go through the 21 different categories. We will post them online. However, we would like today to cover the brokers licensing, which I think is the most important for this segment this morning. So, what can you tell us about the brokers licensing? What can you tell us about uh, let's talk about an expat coming to Dubai that wants a broker's license. What would be the procedures? Are any nationalities allowed? Are there any uh, restrictions that we would need to know about? What can you tell us about that? Well, first, let me thank you for this interview. It is my pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. And uh, regarding your question, I'll, uh, I would like to give a brief report about the brokers a little bit. Uh, today, we have around 7,000 brokers are registered. Uh, actually, they are the most element uh, sector, element, uh, let's say, sector in the in the business, the real estate business. Even if we say today, around seventy to eighty percent from the sales transaction happens through the brokers. So we would like to appreciate this good uh, job that they are doing the brokers in the market. Uh, if you go back to your questions now regarding the licensing for the brokerage. Recently, the, His Highness Sheikh Khalifa bin Zayed, he announced that the new law for the uh, licensing, which is allowed now for the expert to own the license because in the past, the brokerage license was only for the UA National as ownership. But today, all the experts, they can apply and get the ownership 100% the brokerage license. What they need only the service agent as a local to be service agent for their license. Ah, so you still need a service agent even if you own the yeah. So the expert can own the license hundred percent the ownership, but they need only the service agent because it is a professional activity. That is fantastic news. So the 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 foreigner can own the company hundred percent. What how does what is the service agent structure? How does how is that under like a legal structure that you their name is on the license? How does that work? Well, as per the, the law, the service agent, there is a contract called service agent contract between the, the owner and the, the local. Uh, he's part only to help the, the, the investor regarding his uh, license registration for the visas that he will apply for it. So the local will help the owner of the license to, to get the services from the different government authorities. Okay, so it's like a facilitator. Facilitator, so fantastic. yes. Is there a certain fee attached to that, or is that an agreement? Uh, that's... Yeah, this is, depends on their agreement. So it be mentioned in the service uh, agent agreement, yearly how much he is paying just a service agent agreement uh, or fee. Well, that's fantastic. And ever since this law was announced, have you found that there's been an increase in people coming to open up? Uh... Yes, of course. 
Really? Yeah. And the, the, the nationalities that come in, are they across the board? Are there any specific nationalities that are well, more... Well, uh, as, as you know, Dubai, we have more than 200 different nationalities. So we can say from most of the nationalities, they are uh, involved in this business now, after the, the new law. So the 7,000 approximate brokers that are in the market, are they all operating under real estate companies? Yeah, of course, because uh, cannot be registered uh, without having the company or the license first. Okay, that means that if you're in the real estate industry, you do not have, um, you cannot have, uh, uh, let's say, individuals that are selling real estate unless they're licensed and unless they're under a company, which means that there are no freelancers per se in this industry that are allowed legally. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope this clears this for a lot of people that are listening into this today. Um, are there any uh, nationalities, for instance, that are not allowed to uh, own? Are there any restrictions or it's uh, all nationalities? No, it is allowed for all nationalities. Okay. And when you come to open up, it's pretty an easy process. You just go to the Dubai Economic Department and then you submit your documents. You go to RIRA, you get the license, you submit. So it's pretty much standard as to how you can obtain. Yeah, a- recently to simplify the procedure and to speed the procedure also. So it is directly the license will be issued through the Economic Department. Uh, after issuing the license, then he needs to register his company in our online system. And then he can apply for the broker cards. Okay, so everything is done online. So it's everything pretty simple. Everything that is online, yes. Okay. Now now you have the license and you engage your brokers. What is the standard that you as RIRA expect from real estate companies in Dubai to maintain their standard, to maintain their uh, professionalism, to maintain the image of Dubai? What is your what are your main um, your main requirements? Uh, well, today uh, there is there is a training uh, offices for the real estate. It has been shifted from the government part to the private sector now. So there is exist more than three four offices. They can have a courses with this office. Plus, we're going to activate our exam. Maybe within two months or three months, we're going to activate the exam again for the brokers. And that will be done through who, RIRA or the private through, sector? Through RIRA. The courses, the courses will be given through the private sectors, but uh, regarding the exam, it will be through the RIRA. It'll be through RIRA, yeah. okay. And uh, plus what we have also, the classification for the brokers. Based on the different categories, all the brokers, they've been classified as a general or bronze or silver or gold. Uh, plus we have classification for the individual brokers as a stars also, till five stars. So okay. all these classification based on their categories, based on their uh, uh, not breaking the rules and the regulations, and based on the number of transactions and the value of the transactions. So there is a lot of different uh, categories uh, for the ranking. And this ranking system is used, um, is this a, do you find this is a fair way to rank, uh, to rank the offices and the agents? Has this been proven to be an acceptable, um, uh, let's say, an acceptable from, let's say, the private sector, from the agents, from the brokers, have they all embraced this uh, this structure? Yeah, of course, because uh, as we said today, the, the categories of this ranking, it has been discussed when we launched this uh, the system with the brokers, and uh, most of them, they are happy with the categories of this ranking because it is, uh, uh, there is no interfere 
to the ranking directly from the employees or from the persons. It depends on the data from the system itself. Uh, the data from the system of the of the land department of the land department okay. yes so, that's so if, if you do not have any violations you will get the full point for this violation part uh, based on your number of the transactions and the value of your transactions so this data will get all from the uh, system itself the dld system okay that's very interesting um let's talk about the um let's talk about the violations when you talk about violations, you're talking about, let's say, somebody that breaks a particular procedure in terms of how they, what, create a sale and purchase agreement or how they, what are the violations? What is the list of violations? The main ones, we're not going to go through yeah, the entire okay. list, but let's talk about what are violations? Is it not using the, um, is it high, letting working with freelancers? Is it... Um, um, an unethical practice? Is it, uh, um, is it an agent that doesn't use the forms as per RIRA? What is the main violation? Because I know we've discussed particularly once uh, when forms were not used online. Well, 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 today if we talk about the violations, we have uh, different uh, violations. One of them, if the broker is uh, practicing without having registration, this is the main issue, as a freelancer without registration. Uh, other violations, uh, promoting or advertisement any properties without having permits. Uh, there is also violation for not using the unified contracts, which is um, implemented by the RIRA, the, the smart contracts. Uh, there is also violation breaking any circle circular, which has been announced for them, like uh, cold calls. Today, this is very important because we are receiving complaints from the owners and the property investors that they are receiving calls from different brokers providing their services, which is totally not allowed. Uh, so this type of violations uh, normally happens from the broker side. One of the, um, the projects, you've worked on many different projects under RIRA for brokers classification, for smart uh, contracts uh, for brokers, uh, uh, national broker projects, MLS, real estate permit projects, and the green list, which I definitely want to come to. Um, what, let's go back to the forms, because this is something that uh, there are a lot of uh, question marks about. A broker in Dubai uh, lists a property, sells a property. To sell the property, they have to initiate the form F, which is the, say, which is the buyer-seller uh, form F. But to initiate that online, you must have signed the listing form, which is a form A correct with the seller what are what what do you say about a broker or an agent that prints the form a listing form it doesn't go through the system and prints the f of uh, sales form without going through the system and does the manu does this manually what are the pluses and what are the minuses on that well let me explain one thing regarding the smart contracts First of all, the brokers, all of them, they should know one thing. These contracts are protecting the broker more than anyone else. Why? Because today, if he wants to promote or to find a buyer for any property, let's say if there is a block in this property, or it is a fake document from the person's side, he gave it to the broker. So if he did not use the smart contract, a lot of issues happen here because it is uh, already happened with us some complaints that uh, there was a three block from the court side against the property and the broker he worked on it and he's 
signed the, the sale contract and he received the deposit check. So it happened a big, big issue in that case. If you use the smart contract from the beginning, he will know that there is some issue in this property, so he cannot create the contract. He know that there is a problem in this contract. Plus also, because today in the market, you know, uh, they are giving copy from the title deed to hundreds of brokers and they work all on it. But no one have the right from the owner, from the seller side. So this will be misleading in the market. Today, the broker, they should all follow up and use this contract to protect themselves from any uh, violations or any problems in the market. Same time, also, the smart contract can be created anywhere, anytime. Even if the owner is aboard or overseas, he just he will receive OTP number and uh, by his email, so he can verify and accept these contracts. So we advise all the brokers, they should use this smart contracts for any transactions. But let's just say, uh, let's just say that there is no, I, 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 I am all for what you're saying, but let's just say that, uh, let's just say that I, I own my property and you're my friend and you're a broker and I know that there are no liens and I've paid my mortgage and the property is free and clear and you just take the listing and you, you sell it to someone else who you know knows that wants that property. So instead of going through the hassle of, it's not really a hassle, but instead of going through doing this online and then nah, 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 I just go ahead and say, here's the listing form, go ahead and sell it to XYZ. It takes place and over in a day, then we take the documents, we go to the registered office and it's sold. Is that illegal? Well, the problem here, because in the trustee office to register the sales transactions, they need the smart contract because it is linked, the smart contract with the, uh, trans- to the, the transaction, form. transaction system. So this why when you are going without the smart force, you cannot register your name as a broker in this deal. I see. So this is, this is compulsory to use this smart contract that you to, to protect your rights for your commissions also. So, if, so the most important thing really, the two most important things are one is that when you use the smart contract to list the property, you know immediately that there are no liens, no problems, no encumbrances on this property. And then when you actually put the deadline dates in the form of the sale for the closing, you know that you can achieve that because there are no issues that are going to block the time frame. Yes. And the second thing is that if you do not receive your commission as a real estate broker, by using the smart contract, you as RERA protect the broker how, how, how does that uh, Okay, how does Regard, that work? regarding the commission, of course, when the broker is having this uh, official contracts, he can, if, it, uh, if he did not receive his commission, he can apply uh, in the inspection section or in the broker section that there is a problem between uh, his client and we're going to try to solve the problem. But in the end, because it is a contract, it is, if it is not being solved friendly with them, then it goes to the court case. Can you insist at a trustee office, I know we're just going a bit into the sale, but can you insist at the trustee office that if the buyer or the seller do not bring the commission check to the broker, that the deal does not continue until the checks are on the table from all parties? Can that be a contingent in the Form F, that all checks must be well, brought, including well, the commission? See, when you are going to do the transaction or transfer procedures, at that time we cannot stop the procedure between the buyer and the seller because of the commission of the broker because we are going to, to cause another problem with the seller and the buyer in this case. But what we say today here, if the broker is having these uh, official contracts, he can ask his, officially his commission through land department. We're going to help him and try to solve this problem. 
If not, then he can take the case to the court. And of course, he's having full right based on these contracts. Okay. Uh, and what we are working on it now, the new draft of the new law for the brokers, uh, plus we are working on the scrow account for the brokers also. So when this will be activated, I think this also going to protect the, the broker uh, commission and the deposit also, which is being given from the buyer side. Uh, because also this will help the, the overseas investor who want to buy properties and they do not have any accounts in UAE. So they can transfer this amount to the escrow account. So every real estate company will need to have an escrow account. Can you talk a little bit about that or not yet? Uh, well, it is under the process of the new draft of the law. So this why I could just give you, okay. give you a briefly idea about it. Okay. So one is the escrow account and the second is the... Yeah, the escrow account will help to, to put the, the commission of the broker plus the deposit. In the account for in the, the In the account, yes. Fantastic. Okay. So that answers the questions of all the smart contracts and why they should be used. So there isn't a penalty if you don't use it, but you can be penalized because there could be clauses in the contract that will fall apart because of time frames and issues and problems. Yeah. But you as RERA, you don't penalize the 30,000, 50,000, whatever that number used to be for anybody that uses them manually. It's not to the benefit of the brokers to use them manually, but what I'm saying is that if they do, it's at their own consequence, really, if, if, if something goes if, wrong. Yes, if they do this is a violation, because already regarding the smart contract, we have sent the circular for all brokers that it is compulsory, they must use the smart contracts. Oh, you have sent that? Yes, okay. it has been sent already, so if they did not... Uh, Use it. That's mean it is a violation. Where can one locate these uh, these circulars? Uh, on the Dubai Rest app. I think it will be available in our website. And on the website, website, on the DLD website. Yes. So you can just okay, perfect. Let's go back to the activities of the broker license. Now, broker licenses. There we have selling. We have buying. We have, sorry, we have well sell and buy, we have leasing, leasing of residential, leasing of commercial, we have short-term rentals. How, how do these activities work for a real estate? How, when you, when you, when you uh, obtain your first license, that's, you, you have to ask for the classification you want or buying, selling, leasing are all, all under one license. Do I, if I want to do short-term rentals, am I allowed to do that on my standard real estate license? Or do I have to add each activity that I want to do on that license? Uh, actually, it is separate activities. If you want to work as a leasing brokerage, so you have to take the activity which is called uh, leasing uh, brokerage activity. And if you want to work on buying selling property, then you have to go for buying selling property. So there is two activity. Yeah. So you add the activities that you want on on your, on the same yeah, real same estate license. license. You can activities. Yes. And short term rentals is that the same or is is as short term renting? No, this is uh, not depends uh, not belongs to the RERA or land department. This is uh, holiday homes they call it, and it is uh, with the tourism department. Ah, okay. So that's a separate license. Okay. Yeah. So it's a holiday home license. Fantastic. Now let's talk about the. Um, Let's talk about the permits that one has to obtain when they advertise property. Uh, we know standard is that we have the exclusive and we have the non-exclusive property. We have, uh, this is under your umbrella as well because it's uh, part of your, the, the, the permits that are allowed for property. So you have the exclusive, non-exclusive. We know exclusive is one broker, non-exclusive is three. Uh, the, 
under under the non-exclusive that are three when you're listing a property does the price of the property and all the terms on that agreement have to be identical to the other three or is it only the price that's reflected on the on the three well uh, first of all they should create all contract a between the broker and yes. the seller yes. in the contract a they specify if it is exclusive or it is non-exclusive plus the the listing price with the, with the seller after they creating the contract A, then they can apply to get permits based on the contract A. But do all the contract A's with the three brokerages that they give to have to be identical or it's just the price that has to reflect? So in other words, if there are three brokers I'm giving my property to, can I have certain conditions at the same price, let's say it's 20 million. So the three contracts, contract A say 20 million, but I have some clauses with you, I have different clauses with her and different clauses with him. As the owner of the property, am I allowed to do that? Or do the three contract, the, does the contract A that goes to the three brokers have to be identical? Uh, or is well, it just the price that has to be be the same? If, if you are talking uh, specifically about the price, it should be same price. It has because, to be the same. Because you cannot sign with each broker different price. That's the first thing. Yeah. Although I have, the reason why I'm asking is I have seen a property that has been listed, but different prices on the property. So I give you the one at 20, I give, then after a while I forget that I've given it to you at 20, I give it to you 19 and a half, and then I forget I give you that because I want to sell the property and I forget, I don't document and I, you know what I mean? A lot of sellers do that. They will list a property and they'll say, well, I gave it to this broker at 20, but listen, I really want to sell it faster, so list it at 19 and a half. It goes into the system. When it goes into the system, it's not detected that it's not the same price, but you'll see it online. The same property is listed with three different brokers at different prices. Uh, it should be same price with different brokers. It should because be. Because as, as we said, and uh, we have to technically check in our system if the system, there is a validation about this part. If there is not, then we have to do the validation so the system should not accept different prices with different brokers. Okay. Does RERA have a way of checking uh, uh, properties that are on real estate portals that do not have marketing numbers? Yeah, through our inspections. There is already monitoring the, the advertisements. If there is no any permits, so they take the action against any broker who's promoting without having the Without permits. having a number. Okay. Yes. And that goes for developers' projects as well. Yeah, It goes course. for all projects. Yes, of course. Okay. Let's talk about an amazing subject called the Green List. Tell us about the green list. Okay. This is a long time coming and uh, uh, something I think everybody's going to appreciate. Yeah. Uh, well, as, as you know, a lot of brokers, they used to, to do the marketing, direct marketing through calling the, the investors and uh, providing their services, which is uh, not allowed. So we thought that we can provide some alternative services for them. It will help them to cover this part. It was the green list. Now, the green list, uh, the explanation of this project, uh, the owner himself, if he wants to register his name in the green list, so he can add his name in the green list. In this case, all the brokers, they have access to the green list and they can see the investors, what they need, if they want to sell or if they want to buy or the, whatever they need from their side. And uh, we're going to show the, his mobile number and his email or the investor for the broker. So in this case, the broker allowed to contact directly the, the owner or the seller or the investor who is registered in the green list. 
And how do people know about the green list? How how do you know that is there? Uh, our, as our, an investor. Yes. Our, our media, when we create this system, we announce, we promote the system. Plus, we send emails for all uh, properties owners that there is a new service, which is the green list, if they would like to register their names in the green list. So this why uh, till today, I think around four or five thousand owners, they registered in the green list. So they register, they, they register their name or, and, and number of what they want to sell or even they put a request on what they want to buy? Yes. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, so this is an amazing list, I think, for they, they probably are hounded now by real estate uh, brokers. This uh, green list, um, I use Dubai Rest App a lot, so I know that that is there. And what are the requirements? You just go in as a broker, you put your name, you put your brokerage number, and then you're registered and verified as a broker in Dubai to be able to access that list? Uh, I haven't well, registered. I've just, I know it's there, but I haven't <laughs> registered, so I haven't used the steps yet. Well, regarding all the registered brokers, they have to use the, the, the application, which is Dubai Rest. They can log in with their user, and they can see this uh, green list on their uh, okay, so application. You, so yes. you need to be verified. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Okay, uh, what happens today when you say cold calling is not allowed? What happens when, what are you doing today as RERA for cold calling? Because you know cold calling is just... You know, people are still selling databases and people are still cold calling and it's very difficult to, 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 to manage. And I just found out that even in the United States where it used to be allowed many years ago, I just found out from the uh, from Miami um, Association of Realtors that's here for, the, for one of the exhibitions that it's no longer allowed in the United States. So that's a very good sign. So what do you do here in Dubai now when you have people that call, you get complaints, people call at 10 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock, weekends, mornings... How does yeah. that managed? Well, we, we provide also the services for the public. If they receive any cold calls from any brokers, they can immediately go to the application and submit a complaint against the broker. Uh, and we take our procedure against this because it is, as we said, it's a violation. Not allowed to call the people directly without, uh, if they are not in the green list. So you go, it's also on Dubai Rest that you would put, you would launch that complaint yes. as well. Okay, so you just screenshot it and send off the uh, message to you. That's okay. right. Fantastic. Okay, tell us about the one of the um, the land department today um, has come up with under your uh, under your licensing is the real estate um, promotion trustee. Uh, what is the difference between a real estate service trustee and a real estate promotion trustee? Well, promotion trustee, it is already uh, uh, the activity been created for the people who want to promote the Dubai properties overseas. That is for the promotion trustee? Yeah. So what you mean Dubai properties overseas? Yes. But To help the developers to promote their properties overseas. Okay, and that's a special license for that. Yeah. So that would be what Dubai Land Department is doing with uh, in New York and in the United States? That's yes, the promotion. That, that's right, yes. Okay, and that's a license in itself, fine. And the service trustee is the offices of the Dubai Land Department that are in, I think there are 13 in Dubai? 14. There are 14 throughout Dubai that are actually the satellite offices of the Dubai Land Department. So they, there's, the clients are serviced in 14 different locations. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. 
Um, I just wanted to clear that because there was, you know, people want to know what's the difference between promotion and uh, and the um, services. I want to go back to the licensing and the activities. Uh, many years ago in Dubai, if you wanted to manage properties, there was a bond that had to be put of a particular amount in order for you to manage properties on behalf of landlords. Uh, today, um, how does that license work under your the real estate management supervision services, and then you have the management services. So you have the supervision, which is can be an activity on a real estate license where you do not take money from the clients. Is that correct? Actually, how, how, does, uh, how does that work? What, yeah. how, how does that work? Well, in, in the management part, we have around three activities. Okay. One of them, which is called the on-self property management. The on-sale? On-self on self okay on self man property management yeah and there is super supervision property management okay and the third one is which is other properties management okay the the third one which is other properties management that is which we call it sublease and it is required a bank guarantee 5 million dirham that's the one i thought yeah. okay so, so that's for, still there. for this activity to do the subleasing you need the bank guarantee for 5 uh, million dirhams fantastic and that's when I can take a property that belongs to a person, put it under my umbrella, pay him his amount yeah, every year, and I the, can sublease the building. Sublease the property and get the money under your name. Okay. And the real estate supervision? Uh, supervision, this is a management contract with the owner based on uh, fee, yearly fee. And you will provide for him the services it is required to manage this property, like uh, cleaning, security, providing the HRE registrations. Uh, so, but he cannot sublease and he cannot take any money under his name because all the checks, the money should be under the owner's name. Under the owner's name. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, I wanted to ask that because there were some questions about property management that came in from some of uh, some people that we knew and they didn't know the difference. Um, one last question I'd like to go back to on the brokers. I know I'm jumping back to the brokers. Today in Dubai, for you to be a registered real estate broker, uh, and a registered real estate agent, you have to work under the umbrella of uh, a real estate company. You obtain your license, you take the test, you do the exam, you now have your brokerage license. And you have a list of the violations, and they're very well explained in the course of all the violations that you should not do as a real estate agent. What happens if you're an owner of a company and you've engaged an agent, and let's just say that that agent down the line, takes cash from a client. The client, you know, assumes that this is a, you know, this is, they've showed their ID, they've showed that they're registered under a company, takes the money and disappears. Is the real estate company liable for that agent? And the reason why I asked before why they're liable is because if you engage your agents in signing a legal document that they will not take money or cash from a client and the, only then when they've signed that document and they've taken the course etc and you've added that extra uh, document for them to sign and they actually do do that is the company liable well uh, let me explain because this is totally legal uh, questions but uh, from our part as a company the company will take the responsibility especially the civil case Maybe the criminal case, it goes to the person who create or he took the money. 
But as a civil case, it is the res- uh, responsibility of the company. And it is not in real estate and, and all other things also, because as a client, when I deal with any company and pay the money and get the receipt from the company, and this person or the employee who was in the company, he took the money, ran away. So it is not my fault as a client, because I deal with registered company, official company, so the company responsible for this part as a civil case. But you as an owner of the company, you can uh, sue this person as a criminal case and apply a ca- open a case against them as a criminal case. Okay, that answers that question, fantastic. What are the, um, let's go back to the, we've talked about the real estate brokers classification, we spoke about uh, smart contracts, which is fantastic. Uh, national broker projects, what, that's under your umbrella. Is that, that's not part of the brokerage. That would be completely different. It is not, it's not under a broker's classification. Uh, no, it is under the broker, but this project, it was especially for the locals mm-hmm. to encourage them to, to work in the real estate market okay. through this project. And it is uh, with our uh, uh, Sheikh Mohammed Bar Rashid, uh, what uh, it's an initiative SMEs ah okay the SMEs okay. the SMEs yeah and so this is to encourage them so how does that work does that does that uh, actually uh, the license will be given for the local only okay uh, the, the fee for the license it will be only 1000 for each activity so it is less fee than the normal license okay and uh, the training course it was also free of charge Nice to be a local. <laughs> okay. And, uh, okay, so that's specifically for them. Fantastic. Yes, yes. Uh, so tell me, uh, Mr. Ali, is, are there any other initiatives that are coming for brokers that we should know about? Other than the escrow account, which is an excellent uh, long time coming, actually. Anything that we should know uh, as brokers? Uh, that's uh, any surprises? Anything interesting? Anything more interesting? that you want to share with us? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing today? <laughs> at the moment. Nothing at the moment? Okay. Well, we have the new e-signature that's coming out. We have the new escrow account that's coming out. And for the brokers that are out there and for those that are listening, not only in Dubai, but internationally, in the United States, in Europe, etc., what would you like, what is, are the most important things that you want brokers to know? I hope for all the brokers to work as a professional in the Dubai market and to give more trust for the Dubai market. And uh, we believe that we are working together as a partner. As Sheikh Mohammed said, today we want partnership between the government and the private sector. And this is what we hope from all our uh, private sector. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. And uh, I enjoyed this uh, podcast and I learned a lot from you today. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.